five o'clock, so let's go ahead and call this meeting to order. Jamie, you can do roll call. Freddie? Uh, here. Bernie? Here. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Here. Merley? Here. I'm going to separate you two. <laughs> Me? I was going to say McGinty. <laughs> I had the, I need you really need to change your sheets. <laughs> I have like two left. <laughs> oh, I gotta be yes. Any conflict of interest today? No. 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 If none, we'll move on to the consent agenda. We'll need a motion to approve A through F. And the claims total is $22,239 and one penny. No issues with Casey's. You know, Mark. What well, is it? Is it an alcohol? Yeah. No, there's no issues. I'll move passage of consent agenda items A through F. I'll second it. Got a motion and a second to approve. Any discussion? Questions? If none, Jamie can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. Merley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Harry? Yes. One to four, we'll go ahead and open the public hearing. Has there been any written comments? No. Anything here? This is just as a reminder the, the replant of the, the lots is in your package, but it's uh, parcel A. That'll be going to the CW Concepts, which is in Brotherton's, uh, for $1. And should there be something on it that says it's for $1, but there are contingencies on that, like we have to build a home on it? It's in, if you look under the contract. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that... And are you saying in the resolution? Yeah. Well, it says, as attached to, as exhibit... Um, B. Okay, so yeah, D will be delivered to buyers and courts with a purchase contract attached to this resolution marked Exhibit B, and then Exhibit B. Exhibit B does say that, right? Yes, Exhibit B is the real estate contract. And Exhibit B does say, yes, it says so. Um, the buyer promises to complete construction of a single-family home and comply with Chapters 136 and 137 of the City Code uh, within 18 months or other agreed time frame as established by the City Council and the buyer as uh, of the date of this agreement. And the city, as they will be, as they will be, con will be considering amending the zoning ordinance regarding sidewalks. It is advisable but not required at this time to construct sidewalks on a south-facing portion of the property in accordance with Chapter 136 of the Sac City Code of Ordinances. If the home is not constructed on said property within 18 months or other agreed-upon time frame, the buyer agrees to transfer title to the property back to the city of Sac City at the buyer's expense. There should be an apostrophe in buyers, by the way. Okay. I would move to close the uh, public hearing. I'll second that. And motion a second to close the public hearing. Nothing else. Jamie, you can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. Merley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Harry? Yes. Move on to A. We'll need an introduction, a motion, a second to approve the consideration of resolution number 2022-18 entitled resolution authorizing the sale of city property. I'll make the introduction as read by the mayor for 2022-18. I will make the motion to approve the consideration of resolution number 2022-18. I'll second that. We've got an introduction, a motion, and a second to approve Actually, why Craig's here. <laughs> We're just working on yours right now. Yeah, uh, if you want any comments or anything, or if anybody has questions for him on what the, what's going on, that's up to you guys. 
great if you just kind of give us an overview of what you plan to do. I can. Sorry, I'm a little late. So, you guys have all uh, discussed this, I'm sure. My name's Craig Brotherton. I uh, work at Wall Lake Lumber, but uh, we have, uh, me and my dad have an LLC company called CW Concepts, which we're doing, we're trying to develop homes in our local communities, Sac City being the next chapter of this. Uh, we just recently finished one up in Lakeview, uh, and we're kind of excited to get started up here. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen uh, the layout or concept that uh, we hope to bring to your town here, but I'll pass this around. This is a sketch of the uh, elevation view of, of the front of the house, the floor layout, and the rear view. My computer kind of printed off a little janky, but still works, so you get the idea of that. Um, with the lots that you guys have purchased up here south of the hospital, that's what uh, we're interested in, uh, purchasing one of those lots. Uh, it's been brought to my attention that you guys have worked it out to do a fee of $1 for that lot, which works good for us and good for our program that we're trying to do. But it's uh, about a 1,700-square-foot house. Originally, we were planning on just finishing the uh, main level. After some talking to some uh, people in the communities and realtors and that kind of stuff, we decided that uh, we were going to go ahead and we are going to do a fully finished, you know, main level, basement, all that. Uh, that's what we did in Lakeview. It went over well. It got sold uh, in a timely manner, so it worked out well for us there, and I don't know why it couldn't work up here. All of our communities have a housing shortage and a housing need. Um, this isn't the type of home that you're going to have somebody start off like a beginner's home or first buy for anybody. Um, that's not that's not really the market that we're we're looking for. Uh, frankly, it's just too hard to build something like that right now of any size. So what we're geared up to do is is a house like this is a house where somebody that's in a fifty sixty thousand dollar home can now buy this or upgrade, or even somebody in a hundred uh, hundred fifty thousand on up can move into something like this. Thus, opens up the door for their home now to come on the market for somebody that is in that yeah. First-time home buyer market. So that's what we're looking to do. Um, if you got any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them the best I can. But what would you expect the sale price of this home to be once you are? Well, originally I was trying to hit a target price of uh, three hundred twenty-five thousand. Um, if you're going to finish the basement, you basically you, my target is kind of. Skewed because I still want that 325 that was original, but just whatever it cost me to finish the basement, that's what I would be additional. So I would guess it to be in that 350 somewhere in there. And you said 1700 square feet. Yeah. Now, granted, we're doing this to to make money. I mean, that's what why we do it. It's not to to give it away. So if somebody wants to offer me four, I'd be glad to take it. You know. So, so I guess it, three bedroom up and two down. Or there's there's three bedrooms upstairs and there's two bedrooms downstairs. Um, we have you'll see on that uh, elevation view of the back that there's three egress openings. Um, Learn this one on the last house we did that. Uh, Having an egress window, an extra egress window in that basement, uh, even though maybe it's in the storage room or something like that, can be beneficial for selling it. What we got caught in the last one was the, the people that, that purchased it, they actually they wanted another bedroom. Well, it's a lot more costly to put that egress window in after the foundation's done, after everything else is done, than just putting it in from the beginning. So the way this is all laid out, and if you study that plan at all, it, that third egress is actually in the storage room, but if somebody ever wanted to add an additional bedroom, that egress is already there and it's already done, you know. But at the same time, it provides light or an escape from that storage room or furnace, mechanical, that kind of thing. So, Will it be an energy-efficient home? Yes. Yeah, one of the, the things that we were trying to do with these, and this is on the material side of it, you know, you can, you can do a, like an R13 or an R15 uh, in your sidewall for insulation, um, the air infiltration is what really determines how well, how energy efficient that is. Um, we've looked at spray foaming the, the walls of this. 
there's also a product, and it's something that we do as a service or an extra item that we can sell, uh, is a, a product called EcoSeal. So what you do is you, you go in, you, you frame the thing up, you sheet it, and then this EcoSeal is basically you caulk all the joints, any crack that, that is in the sidewall, any uh, connection point for, on your exterior, it gets sealed up from the inside out. Um, it also, you seal it up along your plates. You know, your bottom plate is a double plate, your top plate is double plate. So it actually is basically like putting silicone everywhere on the outside of that, on the inside, but on the exterior walls. So it basically seals that, that, uh, envelope of the home. And then you put your fiberglass in, and then it allows that fiberglass to act even better. So you take away the air infiltration, it really makes that home energy efficient. We've done, uh, Five units with Region 12 where we've gone into homes that they're building and have used this system. Uh, they did a whole study on on the the efficiency of it. And they did, uh, I want to say it was a vacuum test or something like that where they seal that home off and they had like a rating. Yeah, so it proved itself on that. So that's something that we actually have planned to do on this. Now, you know, if we decide to go differently and do a spray foam, then that that it doesn't make any sense to do with them because spray foam does the same job. Um, we're in the business to sell fiberglass insulation, so this is where the Eco Seal comes in for us. So, but I'm not saying that I'd be opposed to that. I just got to get nailed down with the installer, what it would be. In the, in the day and age we're in right now, with material shortages and the pricing and everything, you know, we're going to try to do this on our end as efficiently, price-wise as we can, without affecting the value of the home or, you know, the structure or anything like that. This would be a home that I would move my family into, not sell it and I'm out of town, you know, because we live in the community. I mean, we live. I live south of uh, Lakeview, but at the same time, the way the school district is redistributed and all that, I mean, my kids go to school here. I'm in Sac City every day. Fortunately, the cop has met me a couple times on the road taking my kids to school. <laughs> I was going to thank him because, you know, he understood the situation. But, you know, we're here all the time, too. And we, we service a lot of customers in this town, so we're not going anywhere either. So I don't want to put something out there that is uh, undervalued and overpriced. So I want the, the value to match the price point. So what would your, uh, I know with, you know, supplies and stuff can vary, but what would your anticipated from the time you broke ground to the time you're ready to sell? Well, that all depends. It really is up in the air. Uh, my ideal situation, and I've talked with uh, the contractor that I have to do this. We're trying to work out which job he's going to do first or mine or what, you know, how we fit that in there. But if it works out how we last discussed, I think that this could be something that uh, in the fall we could be moving into. Um, if it doesn't work out that way, you know, it might be, you know, spring of next year or this time next year. You know? So, comfortably saying within a year. Yeah, I mean, a within a year, I definitely have to have a year's time frame. Now, I know you guys would want to put a stipulation on, hey, you know, this job's got to be completed. You know, if we're going to give this to you, this opportunity, this needs to be completed in a certain amount of time. I believe the contract says 18 months. Does it? Okay, I, yeah. I hadn't seen that. Is that what part of what you... I haven't. I haven't had time to, to read it. <laughs> I think it's 18 months. Okay. 18 months is, is a... Uh, and there's always a, contentious, there's contingency in there as well. Like weather issues, things like that. Yeah. As I say, if we have, have monsoons, if we have... You know, yeah, you, you, you don't know. We can, we can certainly amend that, but the contract itself does say 18 months. And if nothing's built in 18 months, then it would revert back to the city. That's a very reasonable time frame. You know, if you're going to say six months, I'd say, yeah, we need to rethink that. But 18 months is, is a good buffer because I think that a year would be allowable and that it's doable comfortably. And then 18 months just gives you that extra buffer. For instance, last year we started, we dug the hole for that one in Lakeview in April, the first week in April. And it got completed January. You know, second week in January, we finally, like, everything was finished, it's cleaned up, it's ready for them to move in. I mean, that that's what I call complete, not a, well, they could move in, but we still got a few odds and ends and things to finish up. When when we turned the key over to the realtor, it was, you can move in today and unpack and you're living in your new home and nothing to worry about. So, that would be heating in the house. Um, it's gas here in town. Thank you. 
<laughs> well, that's that's it too. You know, I I talked with uh, MGM. You know, we did electric in Lakeview on that one because I didn't have gas available. You know, on the street that that went and that went, uh, it was a uh, what do they call it? Heat exchanger type deal. It was the energy efficient electric, but it would be better if it's natural gas or that's what you guys have in town, right? Right. And so, therefore, we'd want to use the city utilities on it. Which Lakeview would be more interested in doing electric? Electric. Where is the one in Lakeview that you guys built? Uh, 302 Harrison Street. Now, Scott had been down there. I don't think anybody else is here that... Yeah, it's, it, it's a nice house. I just joke with my wife, if this doesn't work, we might end up having to live in one of these. So, <laughs> so we're going to make them nice, you know. What <laughs> so. part of town is that, yeah. Um, do you know where uh, Pastor Kramer's wife lives? Um, even south out of town. Yeah, it's the last road to the right or okay. to the west. Or like there's Chad and that owns the grocery store. Their house is yep. back Schlepp's. there. That's yeah, it's right there uh, down that street on the Just corner lot. Yes. Yep. Yep. That new section. Okay. Now that, the new owners there moved in. I think they moved in a, a month ago or so, and mm-hmm. you know, so it's all there. So. If you want a tour, you better. You got to go knock on their door. <laughs> but you can drive That's by. It's nice looking yeah. inside and out. Yeah. Uh, this works out. Or would you be interested in more lots? I would be. Yeah. 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 Originally, uh, when I uh, this whole thing to me started with Jimmy Green. Jimmy Green called me one day and hey, I'd be interested in selling your house down there. I'm like, well, I've already got an agreement with somebody, you know, somebody else on that one. But I said. There's more opportunities down the road, and he kind of presented this, and that's how it got the ball rolling. And uh, I had mentioned to him, I said, well, I'd, I'd be in for doing one, and if it goes good and goes well and everything, we can go right next door. You know, there's three lots. Uh, since then, go one further down. But since then, <laughs> I have visited with Matt. You know, He has actually taken the same exact plan that I did in Lakeview and going to put that one next to it. So... I'm going to also do the same thing in Lakeview. Uh, I had two two house plans. They, they're both about the same square footage. They're kind of different layouts and different looks. But I'm going to go right next to the one in Lakeview and put this house plan next to that. So I don't have two houses of the same look. That would have been the same thought here. I'd do this one and then flip it over. Matt's going to do that. It's great. Great for you guys. Hopefully it's good for me, too, you know, uh, on the, the other business side of it. So There's probably another lot there, and hopefully there will be other lots that are happening um, further on the west edge of town, mm-hmm. those won't have quite the same price point for right for the lot, but they will, they'll have inf- new infrastructure and that kind of stuff going to them too. So correct, there is no infrastructure over there yet, right? <laughs> but that's part of what you guys are working toward. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, I'm just looking at the lots. The lot that you're getting um, looks to be the biggest lot, um, uh, roughly two hundred. Yeah, that'd be the, the corner feet. lot. Yeah. With this, so if you would build another house, it'd be down on this lot here, which is, these two lots are the same. Would Could you put this house that you're building here on that lot? Yes. Or, or would you yes. have to go down a little bit? No, you can put that same house okay. on. Okay. That lot is, is a large lot, and, and okay. which is great. The one in Lakeview that we did it on, I think, is 67 by 102. Um, so we, we did that because we bought a lot and a half is how we, we split that up. So one's 67 foot wide, the other one's 66. So these are designed, uh, originally how this, this whole thing got started for me in designing these houses and why it's only as wise as what it is is because all these towns have infill lots. You know, lots that maybe it's a house that needs to be torn down that maybe you could build on. But those old lots are all narrower lots than what newer developments typically are. So I started to try to design a lot or a house that would fit on one of those lots and still abide by current setbacks. You know, like Lakeview, you got to be six foot off of the property line on each side. Well, if you got a 50 foot wide lot, you know, you need to have a house that's 44 feet wide, you know, 44, 48, somewhere in there, and you're at the maximum. So, kind of started with that, and the reason why we landed on this is because the lots that we did acquire, you know, I could fit that on it. Uh, for instance, that 302 Harrison, it is at the maximum setback, or the minimum setback from the east lot line. It's six foot off of that. Six foot off from the overhang. Any any overhang counts as you got to set back from that. So that's that's how we started that. And uh, 
with the infill lot thing, you know, we, we looked around town in Lakeview, Wall Lake. I mean, Wall Lake, I had a couple lots that originally was going to purchase and then got sold, you know, prior to me purchasing. Them. So the opportunity didn't present itself there, but Lakeview did. Um, that, I guess, long story short, that's, that's why we kind of ended up on this. But the lot that you have, all these lots are well equipped for this, but it also gives, gives the new owner a yard, you know, it gives them a little more space than what they'll have in Lakeview at the ones that we're currently doing. Now the next one, you know, I'm 67 or 66 foot wide with the same, with that house plan of, I think it's 44 feet. So I'm still, I'll be well under the, the setbacks, but uh, still it doesn't, uh, it doesn't attribute much of a yard, you know, side yards, you know, they'll have, they've got backyards that are fairly decent, but those lots in Lakeview are also, you know, they're close to downtown, you know, they're close to the bike trail, they're close to parks and all that. So I think that the people will be able to enjoy the home and enjoy the spaces around them too. So, but I know if I had one, I'd want a bigger yard than that. I'd want a yard of this size. Uh, the reason we also chose that, that corner lot is, uh, you know, if somebody ever down the road wanted to add on, we felt that maybe they have more opportunity to design an addition to it easier. They could go off of the east, you know, they can maybe go off of the west side. You know, you have access from that other road. We just feel like that was maybe a plus to that lot. Um, I'll say this too, the one in Lakeview, that we built that on a corner lot, and we did the corner lot first, but the setback was the same as what the front setback is. You know, for a corner lot, they, that's what their covenant says is that, the setback from the street is the same on the side street as what it is on the front when you're doing a corner. So that's why that house got shoved clear to the, the east. I was anticipating the same thing here, uh, that maybe I would have to maybe center that to off of that, that lot. I, but I don't know for sure. I haven't asked that question to you guys. You can tell me more on that later. But I guess if you got any other questions for me. Well, I, that, I'll just say I appreciate you doing this and this is what I think the council I, we had in mind is you know a contractor coming forth and, and putting a house on it so it's moving along just great in my mind and uh, and tell your dad thank you too so we appreciate you coming here and, and building in, in, the, in this town as you have with other you know sites that you have so well, I will if you guys have any questions I can leave my email address and that but uh, Jamie's got my number and email, so you can get a hold of me too. So, thank you for doing this, and, yeah. sure. and hopefully great. this is the first of many. I hope so. <laughs> How soon are you planning to get the other development going? Um, basically, as soon as we can find out that the the sewers, we can do the infrastructure because there's a higher water table there. So we've got an engineer looking at that. Gotcha. Hopefully within. Probably about the time you finish your other one. It'd be about perfect for you. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll we'll be able to begin moving forward on the property with maybe six, within sixty days or so. Okay. That contract that you sent over is that something that I need to sign and return to you, or did you have any amendments to it? I guess um, I'll give you a call about it tomorrow. It'd be we'll discuss it, but it's yeah, that's what they're approving tonight is that contract. So. If we do need to make a change or you need to make a change, most likely what we do is I'd bring it back. I'd have to bring it back to the council. I, I can sign the purchase agreement with the contingency the council approves any amendments. If you're good with what's in there, then we can just okay. call it good. So. I guess what I'll add to that a little bit. Where I'm at with this is as soon as we get this purchase agreement and all that done, that gives me the green light to go to my contractors, the subcontractors, and all that. To This is a go. Get off, Get me on your schedule. Let's... Let's get on on the books so we can actually pull the trigger on it. So yep. that's where I'm at. I've got those guys that are, hey, come on, you got to tell me <laughs> yes or no. Or, or yeah. I we can sign off on it after tonight. They'll pass this resolution hopefully, and then we can sign off sign off on it by tomorrow if you wanted to. And then I did the closing date on it. As far as the actual deed transfer is March 31st, I believe. Is uh, we'll do it with Kevin Murray's office. Okay. I'll just make sure I have the correct copy. Yeah, that's the, that's yep. the copy. Yep. Everything's the same on that. Yeah, and it's mostly just boilerplate <coughs> language. Then the 
the main areas on it you'll want to look at is just the uh, uh, on that second page under the under price it just has the requirements that's where the 18 month the 18 months is in there and all that so. okay if I have any questions I'll let you know I'll I'll read this over tonight yep uh, I know I've had it for a couple of days and haven't done we, uh, we also, I guess I'll, I'll tell you a little more about uh, that, and I don't hate to keep taking your time. Doing this, like when we did Lake, went in Lakeview, I used uh, local contractors. Uh, when I consider local, I consider kind of in our, our area uh, of uh, sales. So we're, you know, we service Sac City, Lakeview, Holy Bowl. You know, I don't generally get into the, the Carroll area from my store, so I don't consider that part of our territory. But I try to use people within our territory that... Uh, support the communities that they're in and support us as a business and all that too. Uh, so everybody that I've got contacted for this project is right from here in Sac City. So from the people digging it to the, the electrician to the plumber and HVAC and the contractor, concrete guy, everybody lives in town here. So that to me is what makes these things work well and, and good for each town that we go to. So. Thank you very much. All right. Any other discussion? Curtis, did you guys already say where this is at? Kind of in a way that describes it better than parcel A, lot 15. It's on the corner of Aaron's and Aaron's Avenue, Aaron Street, Highland Avenue. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we'll be the southwest corner of Aaron's and Highland all right, thank you. You said the southwest corner? Southeast. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southeast. Southeast. Yeah. Southeast. 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 One to five. Now's the time. If there's any citizens, they have the opportunity to address the council yeah. on items that are not on the agenda tonight. If anyone here, go ahead. I do. I'm Jean Jacobson. I live on Hilltop Drive. We moved about here about three and a half years ago. Um, since I since we moved here, there's been an indentation in the street going across the street, just just north of Aaron's, and it's every here it's deeper and deeper and you guys have been doing some other things with other roads or streets repairing so I just wanted to see if you would consider looking at that that might be a problem in the future um, and then the second thing is that my father is buried in the cemetery and um, just to the west of the marker M1 and facing west there are two sets of ruts that have been made probably by a big truck for burials or whatever between the first and second rows of the headstones and the second and third rows of the headstones. My mother's 90 years old now and she has almost fallen several times uh, to get to my father's grave. So um, I haven't looked at the other parts of the cemetery but you might consider um, filling in those ruts. If somebody were to fall it would be it could be bad. <laughs> so, I don't pass that on. I have to take care of it tomorrow. Okay. And then um, there's a lot of dust generated on that road, Highland Avenue, where it's uh, gravel. There's dust even that comes to our house on Hilltop. So, if the road, if the wind is in the right way. So, if there's going to be somebody building there, you might consider extending the road out to the south. Thank Thanks, you. Jean. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll take care of it. Nothing else. We'll move on to miscellaneous. Can I say one more thing? Sure. <laughs> this is a concern for the evergreens in the in the community. Um, where we lived before, we had a lot of evergreens on our property, and we had a type of moth that um, that bore into the 
um, wood and it drank it took the up the the moisture from the tree killed the trees and so um, we have a neighbor who has that it looks like that's happening to his trees um, the way to prevent it from one way to prevent it from tr being transferred tree to tree is to um, cut the blade of the saw blade between each not to cut it to um, clean the saw blade with bleach water between you before you use it on a different tree it helps to stop it from transferring we have such beautiful pine trees around here it would be too bad if some of the city people um, the city workers were to cut the some evergreens and it would get passed from tree to tree so just something to consider so is that a is that a beetle in that penetrates um, or a bore of some sort I'm not sure. I okay. don't know what it looks like. I know. I just know what it looks like on the outside of the tree when, from the bug poop, it goes down okay. the tree. Yeah. So. All right. We'll move on to miscellaneous A: opening and review of cemetery bids and possible award. You got one bid. Insurance is good. Just him for an employee. Okay, that looks good. I'll open the bid. Well, how do you work these? <laughs> They're safety, so you don't cut the tip of your finger off. And you got a band aid. <laughs> I don't like the safety scissors I give you. Those are for five and under. <laughs> You're really worried about it. Toward your buddy, not your body. <laughs> okay. Curtis submits a bid of twenty-eight thousand per year for the two-year period. <clears throat> I the last time 26? I just looked it up. 27. 27. 27. Yeah, 27. 27. Yeah. 27. But was it last year, Curtis? Do you remember? 27. Okay, yeah. So we'll just take a little bid this year. <laughs> I would move to accept the low bid of $28,000 for the uh, cemetery. Did you say low or low? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, it is both. It is both. I'll hurt. second that. We got a motion and a second to accept Curtis Blaze's bid on the cemetery. Any questions? Comments? Just keep up the good work. Okay. You've done well. You actually hear a lot of compliments. And if you were out there mowing right now, we wouldn't know about we wouldn't know about these indentations. <laughs> I, well, actually, you guys may not know this, but I'm working with um, with uh, uh, what's his face, Crab Tom. We're marking him down, and, and they're filling him in as we as they have time because it's not really a scheduled thing right now. Right. They hauled some dirt out there, didn't yeah. they? Have a pile. Of they took care of a bunch of them last year. Yeah. It's hard to do in the winter time too. I mean, we haven't had a lot of snow this winter, but all right. Jean, call for a vote. Mailer. Yes. Merley. Yes. Brenny. Yes. Burning. Yes. Perry. Yes. We want to be the discussion and consideration of accepting a bid from the Iowa codification to re recodify 
Sac City Code of Ordinances. <clears throat> this is just one of these things, it, and it's been good to review and, and recodify every so many years, usually five or six years. Um, in this instance, it's been well over that. I think 2007 was the last time we did a recodification, um, and we've got a pretty good stack of uh, amendments to the ordinances we've done since the last several years. So um, the bid came in. It was a, a good, reasonable bid, in my, my view. It was less than I thought it would be. Um, I did budget. I, it is budgeted for the next fiscal year. They did say that uh, they'd be willing to start any time we wanted them to, and then uh, invoice the the amount for after July one, if that's what we so chose. So the one thing I may add into this is it does say that there's no new binders or tabs. I may have them add new binders or tabs because the old ones are getting pretty rough. So. But that wouldn't be a major expense. So would we have electronic copies of these then too? That's that's another option. Um, that's Yeah, towards the bottom there, the online code has two price elements. Um, so it's going to set up fee of 750 and an annual hosting fee of 450 And that provided a, a, a good setup for having the ordinances to be able to look them up online. For that four hundred and fifty dollars, is that just basically for them to have it on their website or whatever? Yeah. Or will they maintain it also? I mean, they'd have to maintain it to the point that whenever we amend the ordinances, <coughs> we'd have to probably imagine send it to them, and they'd have to upload it onto the computer. And that host, is there a way that we could host it on our website without having them host it? I don't think so, because technically they own the rights to that. And that's the issue. It, it, it'll say, like, even if you look in the old code of ordinances, that um, they own it, and you have to have their permission to make changes to it, and this and that. So, um, that you could you can put it on there. I think as far as scanning, like the the, the full ordinance, just scanning it onto onto it or onto the website. But if you wanted something like a, a PDF version where you can Click chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, and look up specifics. Click on the index, and it takes you to the right one, and they'd have to do it, I imagine. I would think it would be a good a good way to be able to have that available to the public, to have it. Yeah. In the online part, you don't have to, like tonight, you wouldn't have to approve the online code portion of it. I mean, we could approve that down the road. This would just be approving the getting the ordinances done and completed. Yeah, because if you read on it, you know, I think if I'm reading this correctly, that $450 is basically just to have it on the website since we also offer clients ongoing update of their codes. So that makes me lead, lead me to believe that there's other cost if we want to. Everything a lot of cost. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. ideally it'd be nice if it's online if we could just, you know, if they keep it up to date and stuff. But, you know, at what cost is that going to be? Yeah, and there may and I don't know all the details on the online stuff, but it, it could very well be too that they they give you a login or our office a login, and we upload it on our, our own. I don't know, but it's a question for them. But yeah, I, I'm not so concerned about the online portion right now, so we can we can review that down the road. I was just wanting to get the process started with the getting the actual real code done. So. <clears throat> Along with that, I mean, I, th I think that's a great price. You know, we, um, there were a couple of us, I think, that were going to you know, start trying to go through and do some stuff. And we went through and we were making comments. And it, just sitting and typing the whole thing, I'll be honest, typing and going through this, it makes this, this bid seem like it's really cheap. Um, but would we have... Ongoing review as they're doing this as well. Um, if there are things that. Yeah, so I imagine what we'll end up, because they're not going to know all of our code and all that that we've amended, so there'll be periods of time that we will, they'll have to either sit down with a phone conversation or in person and discuss that. Because, uh, you know, one of the items I'd add is like if you're wanting to change the parking zoning ordinance, this would be the time to do it. So. 
as council members come up with ideas between now and the time that the ordinance is completed before we pass it as a final codification, if you have ideas of items that you want changed in the city code, this would be time to do it. So they'll basically just take our code book and go through it and incorporate what we've changed. the changes that yep. we've made. Yep. And then, it'll, then you'll have one big code of ordinances book that will pass as the new revised version of the city code ordinances. I might suggest that in the process of doing this, I know when I was on planning and zoning, how many years ago that was, we would go through maybe a chapter every month just looking to see if there were things that, you know, to review it. And I'm wondering if as a council it would be a good thing for us to, as this is happening, if we could go through and review chunks of it and see if there are things that we should be changed, should be eliminated, should be, you know, that kind of stuff. It would seem a logical time to do it. I think each council member has a copy of the current code of ordinances a book, so mm-hmm. you could go through that. And then if you have anything to bring up at a council meeting, we can put in our agenda item, discuss future ordinances or something. Did that, did that bid come in under what, uh, what we had budgeted for? Significantly. Okay. Does it say? Does it say anywhere in here how long it'll take them to? Or have, have you had a conversation about the, kind of the, the time, time no. that it taken to do it? No, and this is the first time I've done a codification, so it's I'm new to it. So. Okay. Curtis, I'm sorry if you already said this out loud. What is the total bid? Uh, $5,400. Thank you. We don't have a motion, do we? No. I'll, I'll make the motion to uh, accept the bid for the Iowa uh, codification to recodify the Sac City Code of Ordinances. I'll second that. And a motion is second. Any further questions or discussion? I just would, I, I would add that, so... We have the regular city code of ordinances, and we have a separate zoning code of ordinances. This is just that. Region 12 does the zoning code for us, which is a lot smaller, but just so you know. And I probably should put in there that it's by Iowa codification. Uh, Justin Yerosevich. Yerosevich? Yerosevich. Okay. And that's the same company that did... Nothing else. Jamie, you can call for a vote. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Naylor? Yes. Murley? Yes. Bernie? Yes. We're going to see the consideration of resolution number 2022-19 entitled a resolution authorizing the city to enter into emergency contract for repairs to the 5th and Main Street intersection. They'll need an introduction, a motion, a second, or a third. I'll introduce resolution number 2022-19. I'll move passage of resolution number 2022-19. I'll second it. Or Larry seconded. We've got an introduction, motion, a second to approve. Move on to discussion. This should be the intersection of 5th and Main. That's yeah, so currently. on January 11th, the council approved the emergency repairs to the sewer line that had collapsed under 5th and Main. If you recall, the, the main intersection had dipped down significantly and the ambulance would hit it from time to time and not like, like, not like it. But uh, um, it, it, it's lucky that we caught it in a time we did because you could set, if, a, if basically a big area underneath that road had um, gotten washed out, and if you put enough weight over the top of that, they would have sunk, you could have sunk a small car in it. There was a huge, huge hole there. Yeah. So during that emergency repair, we had to excavate a majority of that intersection, tear all the road out. Um, and so right now, all that's left is the fill dirt and the, uh, so many inches of gravel on top of that. Um, it's my worry, and it's time was of the essence in my view. Um, the, the manhole there 
it's, a, it's still an older manhole. Um, we did put a new section on the top of it, but as that frost thaws out um, of the road, um, the stability of that manhole can be compromised um, over time with heavy traffic over the top of it. So the sooner the better as far as getting the, a concrete layer put down on that. Um, and the other op the, the other issue that we'll run into, that, as everyone knows, is the there's a, there's a shortage of supplies, so we do need to get um, our contractor to order them order them supplies immediately so we can make sure to have them there by the time the spring thaw comes in. So are we going to replace the manhole then? Or are we just going to... No, no, it's, well, we're replacing the top end of the manhole, and we, all, we also replaced um, about a three-foot section below it, but under that, the brick layer is in, in pretty good shape. You just don't want a bunch of heavy traffic over it, because we don't have any concrete Without the streets there, that can go. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. But they did put a yeah. new chunk where it was really bad at the time. Just thinking instead of putting a band-aid on something, we better be fixing it right. That's, that's, it. that's a fix. I mean, it was, it, it was a good fix. It'll last our lifetime. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we don't care for that, right? I'm 51. So, have, have there been, been any, any discussion on if they're anticipating just closing down that intersection for the duration of the work? Or are they going to try to keep traffic be nice and Most, half and half? But. We're, we're hoping to do half and half, but if push comes to shove, we'd have to detour it. Um, so is this where the Chris Trust is coming in then too? They're going to do that brick when we redo it. They'll do the brick part. So or are they going to go clear out to the stoplights? All the way back. So that little dip on South Fifth Street is going to be fixed at the same time. And we'll go all clean cuts to where the road is good again, so it won't be just. It'll and then that you'll fix the dip on the corner by the pharmacy. Yes. yes. Okay. It'll all be raised up to where it belongs. Okay. Are you standing on the corner. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> it should fix every issue with everything down there, hopefully. Yeah. But regardless if the trust is putting brick on it or not, we'd still... Right, no, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying that's where they come in because we're not just going to fix that and then have them come back and right. it'll all be done. That's what I was getting at. It'll all be done at the same time. It'll all be tore out. Didn't you say, Jamie, that you're going to align the sanitary sewer each direction from that yep. to the next manhole yep. with that project? That can be done at any time because they'll just jump oh. down the hole and okay. shoot it. Yep, so we don't have to dig it. We need to fix that. it first and then they yeah. can line it later. Yeah. <clears throat> and they actually, on top of what you were saying about the, the brick around the sides, what, the reason it's stabilized lower down is because we did. Um, last year, year before, have that line on the inside. About two so years ago, yeah, it was fixed. fixed. When they were digging, you could see a couple feet down, the bricks were pushed. So they just put like a three yeah. foot chunk on because it was bad at the time. Yeah, so we, we, we removed all the bad brick and then put that new section on top and then that fixed the problems. So the section on the top, I'm just trying to visualize it. Did they re brick it all the way up or is it just like a. No, it's, it's a concrete. A culvert, culvert yeah. basically put on in. And then on to the good brick. Right, okay. Yeah. And then we got a new manhole. I did some pictures when it was open, so I didn't want to look down there. But. <clears throat> Anything else? If nothing, Jamie can call for a vote. Naylor? Yes. Marley? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Harry? Yes. We're on the committee and department head reports. What's this uh, damper as a plant worked on the spring thing with the sewer plant? Basically, I think he's off of his truck and he wants this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the <laughs> It'll be taken care of. Is everything they need to be taken care of with this new sewer project? Okay. And, we're, and we're opening gets for that, by the way, on March second. Sure. Bring your letter with you. Yeah. Where did the, yeah, okay. where did the old top truck go? Water plant. Water plant. Water plant. Spread the wealth. <laughs> Fair. That so, charger they had. Um, 
is maybe a nice thing to have in some ways, but I noticed that you know, we're pumping roughly 6 million gallons of water and we're processing 4.5 million. So do we have that much water water leakage that's happening in our water plant? In the wintertime, it depends on which month, because like we, we lost on this water line break we had today, we probably lost a couple hundred thousand gallons. Um, it'll, you know, it just fluctuates so much, but yeah, the, the we have water loss issues in, in the, the water department overall, which we're working on. Um, but a lot of it's been due to water line breaks. I mean, to be honest, five years ago, typically there would have been fifty percent more that we were processing than we were getting charged. Used to be the other way around. It's dry out though. It, it, it's dry out too. I get that, but I mean it's. It's good for the sewer plant, but it's There's still a problem there. But they had like a water main break on Gishwater too, it says. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, I mean yeah, that was a big one. Um, three and a half gallons is a big swimming pool. Yeah, and it does when when you're treating rainwater as much as we do and something needs to be fixed, we just didn't have much rain last year, so Else, we move on to council forum. How's that done yesterday? These are those cranes that we're going to go in that little waterfall area. Oh, okay, all right, good. Um, That's a problem. We'll be doing one more interview for police department tomorrow. Um, and then we'll probably meet. Um, Mark's doing some backgrounds for. For the city, uh, we'll probably meet with Mark, get them get together on the backgrounds and all that, and then make a decision on the top three or so. How many do we have? Uh, we have five. How many? Candidates? We've interviewed yeah. four. Four. I think, I think four or five. Is that tomorrow? Five. Five. five yeah. Tomorrow will be five. Yeah. Wow. I think this with this upcoming person, it's six total, but few have been, you know, eliminated already. So. Yeah, then we did do a, we had a physical test last weekend for two of them. The one didn't go through, didn't make it through. But I think, I think push comes to shove, once we make a call on it and send it to the council, I think everybody should be happy with the, we have a couple of decent candidates. I think we can, I think we can find one out of the group that would be a fit. I know as good as Mark, but. Well, nobody can be that good. Can Mark pass? Mark has bad feet. It's <laughs> probably one of the one of the bigger reasons why it made my decision to retire. Because um, about a year ago, we had a gal, a mental patient, run from the hospital. And fortunately, there were some young deputies around the group. No way I was catching her. So. Well, some departments have that done every so often, don't they? Um, not I. Maybe big, no, big cities probably, but it's hard enough to find police officers now. They're not well, going to try yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Last Tuesday, I was at the State House with the uh, Iowa League of Cities Board, and we did have the opportunity to meet with several elected officials. Um, we did meet with the governor, had a very well over an hour with her, which was nice. Um, did ask about the local option sales tax issue. And her response was that she likes her bill. Because right now there's the Senate has one, the House has one, she has another one. Um, she didn't go as far as saying that she would veto anything that included that, but you know, that kind of went on. Um, so that was a little bit, it was nice to have some of those things laid. I was also able to talk with her about the possibility of some funding options for infrastructure for housing districts and those kind of things, particularly in rural Iowa, where right now with the uh, TIF funding for a housing district, you have to put a percentage equal to your LMI, which is the low moderate income, outside of the housing district. And so 
For example, if you have a $100,000 lot in Waukee, it might be a $35,000 lot here. So we bring in less money. We have to put more money outside of the district. It makes it harder to do that. But she was quite receptive to that and also receptive to possibly using some future uh, rescue plan dollars for infrastructure for housing needs that might come up in rural Iowa. And so that was, that was encouraging and um, might bode well for projects that were like the one that we're looking at you know, on the west side of town and future things. <coughs> There's never any guarantee, but it's at least she listened, she wanted information, and um, you know, I guess the more that we can do to encourage and help is a good thing. Bruce, could you describe your position with the Iowa League of Cities, what committee you serve on, and also with the board? I'm on the Legislative Policy Committee. We meet at least weekly to discuss all the legislation that's going on there. It's, it starts, my Monday morning starts out with a Zoom meeting with dealing with legislative policy. The Executive Board uh, of the Iowa League of Cities is... Thirteen people on, I think, and that's uh, and that meets basically bi-monthly. But we have been meeting by Zoom. I think probably we have had seven meetings in the last month. So I mean, we had in-person meetings. We went to the Capitol, and there were eight of us that did meet with the Secretary of State, with uh, with the State Auditor and with the Governor, and a few other people, and then. One of the things that we're really looking at is ways that we can maybe begin to promote trust in government. I mean, uh, there's um, there's enough blame to go around every place. I mean, uh, from the federal level to the you know, township trustees, probably. But um, one of the things that we're really our, we are working on is trying to say, look, your local tax dollars do this. You get up in the morning. You go to the bathroom. You don't have to carry it outside. That's your local government at work. You brush your teeth. You don't boil the water. That's your local government at work. You drive on the street. You don't have to scoop it off. That's your local government at work. If your house burns down, somebody's there to care for it. Yeah, I mean, the police are there. And... The idea is that what we what our tax dollars really are is we're uniting our funds together to provide the services that probably we can't afford to do individually. Looking at it that way, that you're you're getting service for your tax dollars instead of this is the government robbing your money. You know, trying to do a little bit of maybe a reverse spin on it, but trying to also maybe improve some trust in local government. And I can say, I mean, here I think I think all of us really do want the best for Sac City. It's not like, oh, let's see, how can we screw the town this week? Um, I don't think that's what any of us have to say, and I think we need to communicate that both at the local and regional state levels, that kind of thing. That's one thing that we've really been working on at this point. Enough soapbox, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, singing got four or five lights up downtown. I don't know if you've seen him hanging yeah. right here on the end. He worked Sunday all day since it was nice, and he prepped all the poles so they're all ready just to hang now. So they should go up fairly quick, but he's complaining it's too cold currently because the wires get really stiff and his hands get cold fast. So as soon as it breaks a little bit, he'll start hanging them. But it should take long. And I think we're going to try and have like a Pick a night or when they're done, we'll have a, like a lights on ceremony of some sort. Turn them all on in one night. Cool. Pinpoint it. Well, I need to see you after class. Why is you the favorite child? <laughs> the, the is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually a bad thing. <laughs> so, oh, the derelict building ranch is getting close to being submitted, right? Mm -hmm. Derelict building grant for yep, the building is 
we got everything sent to her today. I think you're going to get me a couple letters tomorrow, and then we should be good. She said she had to turn in Friday, so. Yeah, yeah she's okay. not going to be in her office Wednesday or uh, Thursday, I think, or something. So. The Solid Waste Board is going to approve one in our meeting at 7 tonight, and I've got one more here that I need to add two more sentences to and print and sign and give to you. League is Thursday. Huh? League is Thursday. No. No, no, you're day late and a dollar short. Late. Buddy. Last Thursday. You're, you're you didn't miss. remind me. You said you're gonna let me know. <laughs> you're, you're gonna miss the, the two we had this month. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Next month. <laughs> Darn it. I move to adjourn. Second. second. Your motion a second to adjourn. Shaming take roll call. Mailer. Yes. Merley. Yes. Franny. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Harry. Yes.